Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim, and we are four women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. Releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work, especially if you feel alone. And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table. Come as you are. Health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things, and that's okay. When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. Okay, and welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength. And as you can obviously detect by the accent, this is me, Miss Sarah, your main host for today. But I'm obviously also joined by my Hello, beautiful ladies, um, Kim, Sam, and Marcy. How are we all, ladies? Fantastic. Hi. Hey. Hey. Um, And today, we are quite topically talking about um, travel and how to kind of manage yourself um, and staying on track while you are away. And it is topical because anyone who has been watching um, Instagram stories, etc., will have seen that I had the pleasure of having Sam and Marcy here with me in London last week, and we did some hopping over to Paris. So these two girls um, are fresh off the traveling uh, boat, so they'll be able to give you the insight of how it was for them. And Kim, I also know that over the past couple of months, you've done some like, was it an 11-hour car journey you did or something ridiculous? <laughs> that, that is ridiculous, but true. <laughs> I thought I'd made that up in my head. because like, No, no, I really did that. <laughs> oh, my God. You insane. Where was that from and to? Just remind me. So from the Philadelphia area to Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, my God. And then we came back a week later. <laughs> oh, my God. So I think we can say that Kim is particularly insane. Um, <laughs> But traveling is one of those things that obviously is supposed to be all about pleasure, having new experiences. Um, that makes it sound slightly, slightly dodgy, pleasure and new experiences. <laughs> but as in, you're supposed to be able to go and just enjoy yourself. But it can be one of those things that causes a lot of kind of stress and anxiety for people, um, especially if you are trying to, you know, lose fat or you're at the beginning of a fitness journey or you know just on just you know are very aware of keeping yourself um on track and healthy um so ladies let's throw it out there kind of what have been your various stages of life when it comes to 
traveling um I obviously know from my own perspective I definitely went through a stage where it was stressful as anything because I thought that I needed to track calories and just really not be able to enjoy myself um and if I didn't do that and I you know I would end up putting on a shed ton of weight and also be a bit of a failure because I thought that this is what you had to do so let's throw it out and see everyone else's experiences Kim you are staring me right in the eyes right now so you can go <laughs> you can go first well I've been all over the place with travel there have been times when I have traveled and in my mind part of the traveling experience was you just get to eat whatever you want how much you want and you just keep going. And so I've done that. I've gone on vacation and come back significantly heavier. I've gone on vacation and spent the whole time being in a food coma. I've done that. I've also gone completely the opposite direction and gone on vacation and stressed and fretted about every calorie and struggled to enjoy myself because I was doing that. Um, I've now come to a nice medium spot, but I've, I've been on both extremes. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think I can see the heads nodding. I think everyone's going to kind of experience the same. Samantha. <laughs> Samantha. I only get called that when I'm in trouble by my mom. Samantha. <laughs> um, I actually was having this conversation with a friend this morning um, that travel, when I think of travel now, it's, it's a blessing. It's like wonderful. There's no stress. It's like, ah, like a deep, breath of air but before as of recently um i think the week or so leading up to the vacation the vacation or travel and then the week after was a bubble of anxiety um because i think for me in the past i wasn't at my quote-unquote dream body and so i would stress myself out so much that i would end up either like starving myself for the week before or like taking on these extreme dieting habits prior to going away. And then as soon as I got in that fucking airport, oh my God, I was, I was in the store like buying all of the sweet, salty combos you could imagine. Um, you know, taking all the food on the plane, like even if I wasn't hungry, it didn't matter. Um, and it was really just like a reason to like escape from my life. Um, and not just from like unhappy, you know, being unhappy, but more like the unsustainability of my quote unquote diet, um, prior to the travel. So it was almost like I, I created this whole scenario in my head and then I lived it out. It was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then I got home. I felt so guilty about it. I felt like I had gained 15 pounds, even though it was mostly just bloat. Um, or maybe it was weight too. And I just felt really bad about myself, down about myself. And I didn't want to go on, like, I didn't want to travel because it meant mm -hmm. that I had to get out of my comfort zone and not do my routine and not have my oatmeal the certain way and not have full control of my kitchen. And yeah, so I think now I'm at a place where I've just totally surrendered to all of that and really let go of control and focusing on what I can do in that moment. Like, oh, if I can't pick a healthy option because there's literally no healthy options, well, then I'll moderate my portion, you know, or like I'll go for a walk or like something. Um, but I think adopting the, the mindset of like, hey, it's not gonna be perfect. It's all good. All or nothing hasn't served me in the past. So let's let that, let's let that shit go. Yeah. So. Would, would you say that 
kind of looking back over the years, do you think that there are things that you missed out on or experiences that were kind of a bit tainted by the fact that you had all of this going on? Yeah. And I think actually this, our, our most recent travels together was one of the first times where I was like fully the entire time, fully 100% present and like at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've experienced that before for that long. Like it was like mm-hmm. a what, eight, nine day trip. Yeah. Um, and sure, like we had moments where like we maybe ate a little more than we would have or whatever, but that was like, that's okay. That's, that's people okay. do that. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, food is good. But like, I think in the past, I was so caught up in my own head that the whole time, like I was just thinking about food. Like I was thinking about, oh, what am I going to eat next? Or like, oh my God, I ate that. I ate too much. Now I have to go walk it off or I have, I'm not working out or my steps aren't high or like, I was just like a, a clusterfuck in my, in my head. But on the outside, I was pretending to be like, oh, all's great. Like, this is good. Life's fun. Like we're on, we're on this trip. Woo. But inside it was like turmoil. Mm-hmm. And I never really admitted that to myself or anyone else, I guess. Yeah. Maybe until right now. <laughs> confession of samantha live on the podcast <laughs> and marcy you okay. speak my okay how much time do we have <laughs> oh geez <laughs> yeah it's gonna be good so you know my i'm gonna call it my like dieting history started when i was 15 16 years old i mean maybe even younger than that i've talked about it on the podcast where I started exercising and trying to watch what I ate the best I knew how at that time as young as 12 years old because I was trying to get ready for a vacation and I didn't feel comfortable getting in a bathing suit and all that. Um, And, you know, my family didn't really travel that much when I was younger. We went on one cruise when I was in fourth grade, but at that time I didn't really care about what my body looked like or have really any awareness. And then we went to this lake every year uh, up until high school. And then that's kind of around the time when I got really into the fitness thing and trying to lose weight, change how I look and all that. So I never, I guess it's been so long now that I've never gone into a vacation where I just ate everything and totally went off the rails because I was in such a restrictive mindset. So it was always, like Sam said, trying to control everything. And I've got some crazy stories to tell, that's for sure. So like, I always had to find a gym. I could not veer off my training plan. I would try to stick to it as rigidly as possible. And I remember, I mean, up until very recently, I would say this year, actually, when I really had to take a step back from my training to uh, heal some of my health issues that I was proud to say, oh, in the time since I first started actually training with purpose, I could probably count on one hand the number of workouts that I have missed. And that includes me going away for vacation. So that would be the first thing that I did was find a gym and figure out a way for me to get those workouts in. So that was kind of the training component. And then the nutrition side of things, uh, yeah, 
when I started tracking macros, I carried my food scale with me on every vacation. So that was like the first thing I packed in the suitcase. Oh <laughs> I, I did I, that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even to India. Like what? Well, what else do you track it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you, yeah. so, And then it, it will be, let's see, four years this month, actually that my current boyfriend and I went back to New Hampshire to visit his family. And I had just hired a coach, you know, one of many coaches that I've had over the years. And this time it was with the intention to reverse diet. So I wasn't eating in a deficit. So I wasn't trying to necessarily like lose body fat at that time, but I was still very rigid in my thinking, a total control freak, wanted to, because part of my issue was like wanting to make other people proud of me. So wanting my coach to see how dedicated I was. And I had the set of macros and I wanted to stick to them as closely as possible. One of the days of the week included like a really high carb refeed. And so I went to New Hampshire, food scale in hand. And like the first thing I made Jeff do was find me a Whole Foods, which super supportive. He might be listening, so thank you. Um, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> found me a Whole Foods. I bought a freaking like kabocha squash, which if you know how big those things are, they're huge and really hard to cut. I bought sweet potatoes. I also packed my potato peeler. Shut <laughs> um, up. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Hang on so a minute. Thought maybe his parents wouldn't own one? <laughs> no, because we were staying in a hotel. Oh, we staying, okay. Yeah, we were staying in a hotel. So I have my potato peeler. Oh my um, I don't know how I got a knife to cook the freaking squash, but <laughs> I managed somehow. And I, I was like, I didn't use, and I still don't use my fitness pal. So I do everything just like on pen and paper with my macros. And I remember taking those little tiny notepads that they have at the hotel and the pen and like trying to look up on Calorie King the carbs in sweet potatoes and then peeling the sweet potatoes until I got like the exact amount that I needed. Um, oh, oh my God. God. So embarrassing to even admit. Wow. Yeah. So that was, that was four years ago this month. Um, and after that, I got a little less neurotic about things. And now I'm at the point where I can go on vacation. I, I don't remember the last time I packed a scale. Sometimes I will pack a little bit of food to bring with me, but not like I used to, which is really freeing. So when we were on the vacation to Europe, the only thing I brought with me was protein powder, tea, and like collagen packets, I think. And I was just like, you know what, I will, I'll figure it out. And I liked the way that we did it while we were there, where we ate breakfast at home or at the Airbnb excuse me, Airbnb. It was something that I liked that was satisfying that like held me over for long enough while we walked 30,000 fucking steps. And, <laughs> and 87 then, and then miles, we, people. We walked 87 oh miles. Yeah, we did. <laughs> We're going for the Olympics next year. <laughs> and then, and then we like, then we figured it out. So, and you know, I'm at the point now where I was coming, like I'm still kind of in a fat loss phase. So I was using this as a diet break and I didn't want to just go completely off the rails because my calories were fairly low. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to gain a bunch of body weight back because I worked really hard. But 
not one time was I trying to count macros in my head, which was really nice. So it was just, I know how to eat in a way that's going to make me feel good. I know how to control my portions and we're going to be walking so much that everything is going to take care of itself. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I came home and I was down two pounds. So that was kind of crazy. I don't know how much I weigh, to be honest, nah, but I, I felt, I felt, I, I just felt like I just went somewhere. Like I went away for a day. Like it didn't feel like we went away yeah. for a week, but I think what you just yeah, said, no, I didn't feel, I came home and didn't feel bloated or sluggish, lethargic at all, which was amazing. Yeah. I think that's everyone's dream. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. say that. So like, oh yeah, like I went away. I didn't think about food. I didn't track calories. I walked. I f- had a great time. I came back, wasn't bloated and felt great and lost weight. People yeah. are like, what? That's possible? Well, so so let's talk about that for a little bit because, again, like I am working with a coach right now who I hired uh, back in March or April to help me heal my gut, which has been the greatest thing that I've ever done for myself. And now that my health is in a better place, I am able to kind of work on my physique goals for the first time in like really two years at this point. So I had a check-in with him the day after I got back, which is the reason why I needed to weigh myself in the first place. Cause like, that's part of my protocol with him. And I was like, yeah, you know, like my weight's down. I feel great. I enjoy myself. Like, you know, we ate kind of what we wanted, but we walked so much that it obviously everything worked out. And he was like, well, yeah, that's true. But the other component that you have to think about is, you didn't have any stress, you know? And that's true. Like I didn't feel stressed at all while we were there. I mean, when we were still doing work, we were still trying to get stuff done, but you know, waking up in the morning and just kind of being able to hang out for a little bit, not rush out the door, not wake up to an alarm. It was so liberating. And I think that is the component that a lot of people miss is that you can stay on track and and you're going to lose like a lot of inflammation from your body just from the the stress reduction. Yeah. I've had some clients come back from trips and say they've lost weight. I don't know about you guys, but and it's it's mostly cuz they're just not thinking about food so goddamn much, you know? Like they're just out there living their lives mm-hmm. and doing fun things and the day is so full that they're like we actually only ate two meals or like I wasn't even that hungry and like I listened to my body like I didn't stuff myself because we had other things that we wanted to do and it's right. it's kind of a it's it's cool because we did that on our trip and now that's hopefully like that's where every other trip in the future will be it obviously took a while to get to that place at least for me anyways it took me yeah. probably four or five at least years to be able to say that in integrity but yeah So let's kind of expand on that because obviously your clients are working with you, right? And you are an amazing coach. So I'm sure one of the reasons that they were able to do that or they are able to do that when they go on vacation is because you have given them the tools and the confidence to do that. So for the people who are listening, who maybe don't have a coach and are trying to do this on their own and are not at that place, like what are the tips and strategies that we can give them for when they do go away? Because there are people who are still in that mindset where, you know, vacation is a way to escape from their life and they are going to eat everything. And the other thing, you know, Sam and Sarah is we were in Europe. So like I said, we walked, we were 
on the move the entire time. What about the time when you're going to Mexico and you're fucking sitting on the beach drinking pina coladas, not moving your body at all? You know, what do you do in those situations? Yeah, yeah that's such uh, a good point. Go yeah. there. And I think like people need to realize that it doesn't matter what the kind of holiday you are on. There is always ways for you to be able to do things the best that you can for the situation. And movement is always something that you can do, but it's just that you need to be very consciously aware and set the intention that that is what you are going to actually do for yourself. So just before, you know, before you put your bikini in your suitcase, etc., you need to, you know, that's what you need to get into the, get really clear in your own mind. Um, Kim, what would you, what would you say would be something that you yeah, I have a set of habits that I follow on vacation. They're the ones that I suggest my clients follow as well. And it's interesting. They're the kinds of things that are going to help people maintain their li- their weight forever. It's the stuff we should be doing anyway. And a lot of my count, uh, clients do count calories, not on vacation. I suggest that they don't. And I always tell them, like, this is a really good time to be practicing how you're going to live permanently when you're done losing weight. You know, this is the kind of transition we want you to make anyway. And one of the things you said there, Sarah, was this intentionality about moving. That's a huge one. Like they should be doing that anyway. And so doing that on your trip and moving as much as possible, even if it is a beach vacation, like I love beach vacations where like I'm sitting by, by the seashore, but you can stand up and walk there. It's actually a beautiful place to walk. And so having that kind of intention about movement is huge. The other one is eating until you're satisfied, not stuffed. It's such a different thing for people to focus on. And I love when my clients get to practice this on vacation, when they have this more relaxed setting where they're sitting at a table with their friends and family. And you know, I, I talked about really focusing on the people that you're with and the experience that you're having. And while you're doing that, notice if you're hungry, notice when you're satisfied. Don't eat food just to eat food. Now, obviously, if it's like the best cookie you've ever had in your life, maybe you'll finish it. Maybe you will. But you could also practice taking that cookie back with you to your hotel room and saving it for another time. Um, And the idea of nutritional compromises. Like if you know like, hey, I'm in Italy and I'm going to have this amazing pasta and this amazing gelato, saying like, you know what, maybe for breakfast, I'm going to keep things a little bit lighter. There's always so much room to play with your, your calories and with the amount of food you eat and paying attention to like, I don't have to eat it all at once. You know, when I'm in Italy, a hamburger is going to taste like a hamburger. I don't need it. I can eat something else and save like all of the, all of this energy I need for the pasta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are a couple of the big ones I have. Yeah. So would you say that you kind of, with your clients and things, you try and get them into the mindset that actually going on a trip is a really good way for them to be able to kind of like, I'd call it like recalibrate themselves in that because of their, they're out of their everyday life and routine, they can actually get some time to actually pay attention to things a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because everyone's always so busy and I'm putting that in air quotes and we could go on vacation and continue to be so busy. And at any point we can stop and say like, I'm going to do this now. And I think a vacation is a great time to do that because we are out of our usual routine. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Miss Samantha, I'm going to keep calling you Samantha. For this. <laughs> I okay, I need a crown though. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> I think, similarly to Kim, um, usually 
for my clients and, uh, and myself too, like I like to create rules. Um, and those rules are going to be individual to the person. So we'll create rules around like water and alcohol movement, food. Um, and then when they're going to take time throughout the day, the day for self care, like in some way, whether that be sleep, journaling, meditation, some form of just being like just doing something for them. It could be five minutes, but that five minutes is going to feel like theirs and it's really going to help ground them. And I, I need that for myself too, just as like a crazy person. I need to have that slowness in the day. Um, and so we'll make rules based on what they actually think is realistic for them and not like these crazy audacious like, oh, I'm going to like work out every single day. I'm on vacation. I'm going to, you know, hit 20,000 steps. I'm not going to eat anything outside of what am I normally like? No, let's be real and then feel good about that and come home feeling like I just crushed that vacation because I set realistic goals for myself. I think often myself included, like we do that. We tend to like set the bar so high and then we don't meet it and we feel like we failed, but it was actually just because we weren't really that smart in creating realistic goals. So I make that like just super clear about what the intention is for the trip generally. Like, what do you want to go into the trip like with as an intention? How do you want to feel after the trip? Mm. And then let's reverse engineer that so that you feel that way when you get home and that you don't feel like you just stepped in a puddle of sludge when you walk in the front door. Um, so definitely rules and some structure. Um, and then really just like, I, I think for me, when I travel too, the, if I start my day well, the rest of my day goes well. Yeah. So I suggest that if possible, even if you're traveling in a group, get up an extra 20 minutes early and do the things you got to do to feel good. It might suck. It's going to not be the most ideal. You're not going to want to wake up. You're going to want to sleep in. You're going to want to do all the things. But you'll be so happy that you showed up for yourself for those 20 minutes in the morning because the rest of the day, you're going to be like, I feel accomplished. I set out to do what I was going to do. I feel good about it. And I know for me, when I do that for myself, it's like the rest of the day just happens as it would. Like there's no added stress or like guilt or, oh, I should have got up and done this or I should have. There's no should have. It's just like, I did it cool and move on. So I suggest if you're out there, you're going to go on a trip, like take 20 minutes for yourself in the morning and get the essentials done. Maybe it's 10 minutes of walking. Maybe it's a journal writing. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's reading, having a conversation with someone, like drinking your morning coffee, like in peace, but just do something to ground yourself. Yeah, a hundred percent. And also what I always say to my clients, cause I'm very much on the same kind of wavelength as you um, with that is um, that it will make things easier when you get home because when you have kept some of your like home time habits in place it's not going to be quite as painful like when you get back because let's face it let's be really real when you get back from like a trip the first few days of getting back into normal routine sucks it sucks mm -hmm. balls. Like there is no getting away from it. Like, um, especially if you've had like the best trip of your life. So if you've managed to maintain some of your um, habits, it will make it a lot, lot easier. Yeah. I think that maybe would be a good segue into what you guys do or what you guys tell your clients to do as soon as they get home. Mm -hmm. from a trip do you guys have like a thing you do I know Marcy we've talked about going to like Trader Joe's but like yeah <laughs> well 
Yeah, I, I did, before we get into that, and I will mention what I do when I get back on, or to get back on track, but I wanted to finish a couple of other, or give a couple other suggestions for like while you're on vacation. And I agree with Kim about what I call the nutritional checks and balances. So like when we were in Paris, there was a day where we ate breakfast at home, we got lunch and had like a salad in the park, but we also got pistachio muffins, which I could not wait to eat. And we shared those, like we had a little bit, and then we walked to the Eiffel Tower. We had dinner at this place where they gave you like a huge plateful of French fries. And I like, I'm not really a French fry person though. That's a food that doesn't really do it for me. And so I didn't eat them like knowing, okay, I'd had the muffin earlier and then we're going to go to this crepe place afterwards. And that's what I want. So rather than eating all the French fries and eating the crepe, like I don't need all of that, especially if the fries aren't something that I really enjoy. So picking the foods that are actually worth it, I think is really important rather than thinking you need to eat everything. So that is one tip. And then another one is to get resourceful, which I think a lot of people forget sometimes. And I was having a conversation with a new client of mine a couple of days ago. She actually lives in Hawaii and she's vacationing to Utah. So for her, that is a special experience. And there are things in this, like in Utah that she can't get in Hawaii. And I said, yeah, you know, enjoy those things and then moderate everything else. But I also wanted her to be set up for success by having some things in the hotel room that she can eat to make her feel good. And I said, you know, you can, like most hotels these days have a refrigerator, have a microwave. And I said, if they don't, you can always ask for one to be delivered to your room. And she, she was like blown away by that. She's like, really? Like, I, I wouldn't even thought of that. So I was like, well, yeah. And if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So at least ask the question. But I think when it comes to fat loss, a, a characteristic of somebody who's going to be successful is the people who are resourceful and are going to, for lack of a better word, go out of their way to set themselves up for success. So that is something I like to do if I'm staying in a hotel is try to find a like a grocery store and just get a couple of things to have on hand that I know will make me feel good. It's like turkey or protein bars or oatmeal or, you know, to have maybe one of those meals in the room if you don't want to be eating out every single meal, which that's what we did. And I think it was really helpful. One thing Marcy just said there that I think, um, is a really good point to, to mention. It wasn't your point, but you said something about you guys sharing, maybe it was the muffins. That's a strategy I use a lot when I travel because there is so much opportunity for yummy stuff and I want to taste all of it. But if I ate all of it, I wouldn't feel good anyway. Um, and so I, I share with people. I travel with my girlfriends a lot and we all get different things and we all have a little bit. And so we get to have the experience without feeling stuffed. I think it's a really important strategy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We did that at the with macaroons. Um, oh yeah, we, we did it. We shared macaroons. Macaroon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we wanted to try them all. <laughs> yep, sitting on the sidewalk, trying all the flavors, and it was perfect because like I didn't want four of them, but like I wanted to try them all. So and mm-hmm. so did we, we all felt the same way. So it's great because you don't have to 
just pick one. Like you get the opportunity to make a sacrifice there in that your sacrifice is the portion size, you know, like you still get to try it all, but your portion's reduced. And there's a lot of ways to make sacrifices. You can have something and not the other thing. You can have a smaller portion. Like you can quote unquote, like dilute it. Like if you want, like we were doing, um, adding rice cauliflower to our oatmeal, like stuff like that to keep us more full. It's like, you can still have things, but find ways to get creative. And I think that's, that's part of being su- successful in any area, but mm-hmm. it do- it's no different with fat loss. Like, I love the idea of, hey, bring the fridge or bring the microwave to, to my, uh, my room. Like, yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. the worst that can happen is they don't have one and they say, oh, well, you can come down and use ours. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you'd be surprised yeah. how accommodating places will actually be if you just ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and then, you know, as far as getting back on track, I love what, I think it was Kim, I don't know who it was actually, was mentioning this, but, you know, having structure, and I think structure leads to freedom. So if you build that structure into your routine while you're away, and keep doing some of the things that you do at home, it's going to be that much easier to get back on track, because you don't feel like you are that far out of your actual routine. So that is helpful. And then for me, when I get home, yeah, the first thing is usually eat a healthy meal and that creates some momentum and then go to the store right away and just stock up on all of the healthy food, go for a walk, get my body moving. And and that's pretty much it. That's what I do. Try to get a good night's sleep that night. Yeah, I think... um... I think certainly for me, whenever my clients are saying, oh my God, I'm dreading coming back from holiday. What am I going to do? It's just a case of, it's kind of a bit like just rip the plaster off as soon as you can. Like just get back to it, get your shopping in, don't delay, don't put your, you know, getting back to the gym until like the following Monday, literally just look at it. And if you can go and do it the next day, go out for a walk the day you land. Um, because the sooner you just get that momentum ticking back over, the, the better it will be. Um, I know for me, I always do a kind of internet shop because I'm very fortunate in that I can get my food delivered. So I always time it so it's getting delivered for when I land, or, you know, when I land back into the house. I don't even have to think about it because obviously the temptation if you've not got stuff in is to start ordering takeaways and if you have been already just you know enjoying all of the lovely indulgences that you get when you're away you possibly don't want to be continuing it by having a takeaway that evening so getting a supermarket shop or a grocery shop is very smart and I know Sam you definitely do that as well don't you yeah I think for me like the first thing I do is I go to the grocery store even if I don't want to I'm just like I, it's a non-negotiable for me. I force myself to go there. Even if it's just to get like some greens and some protein, like I don't need to do a full haul that day if I'm exhausted, but just get something like, even if I have to go to like the corner store to grab that, whatever, but get something and do laundry or else my laundry will just pile up and it will be awful. But I think another, another thing besides like the actionable part is remembering that you just had a really cool opportunity to travel and you got to do that, right? And you get to come back and still chase your goals. Like you actually are able to do that. And I think for me, like I used to feel like, oh, I have to go back and like eat healthy and do the gym thing and like walk and I don't want to. It's like, yeah, well, at least you get to, 
like shut up, you know? And it was almost this realization of like, wow, I am super fortunate to be able to have the opportunity to eat healthy and to go to the gym and to be able to go for a walk. And I'm over here complaining. So I started thinking like, wow, actually, I'm pretty lucky that I get to do that. So even if I don't really want to do it, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go do it because I can, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I love that. I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, 100%. It makes you feel like very grateful and appreciative of like your life and what you get to do, which makes everything seem like much less of a chore. Kim, what do you tend to do as you hop back in through your front door? So I think one good thing to do is actually be set up as best you can before you leave. Um, I used to kind of leave my house and my life kind of a mess in the rush to get out on my trip. And it feels terrible, quite frankly, to come back if your house is a mess and your desk is a mess and you have no food in your house. So as much as possible, and I'm not perfect at it, but it's a goal I have is to be set up before I leave. So like my desk is clean, like there's not like stuff all over the kitchen, like so that the house feels organized when I get back. And that I have some food here. Like I have egg whites in the fridge. I have tuna in the cupboard. I have um, cottage cheese or whatever kind of stuff. Like that I have some stuff here. So, and I do make it a goal to get to the grocery store day one. You know, sometimes I get back late in the evening and I still need breakfast before I hit the store. So I like to keep myself in the position. So when I'm home, when I get home, it's not complete chaos. (laughs) So that's one thing I would say. The other thing is, you know, and this is much more of a, if you set your life up in a way that you really love your daily life, like you love what you do and you love your life, coming back from a trip doesn't feel so bad. Like I'm psyched sometimes to get back from a trip because like I love what I do. Like I love my clients. I love my job. Like I love I love my house. Like I love my life. And so coming back even from amazing trips and I had a chance this past year to go to all sorts of fun and exciting things. I love coming home because I just love, I love my life. Amen. Oh my God, Kim, that's just made me go all goosebumpy. <laughs> and I think for a lot of people, that's not life, right? They kind of hate their life. Their life kind of sucks. And so coming back is this big, it's just this big ball of negative emotion because they're back to what they don't love. So what is the yes. take home from that is that if you're not looking forward to getting home and back to your life, then maybe you need to start looking at your life on a completely deeper perspective and actually yeah. starting to question some of the things that you are doing and how you are showing up and is it what you really want? But I feel like that probably, we're not going to segue into that today because I feel like that's, that's, a, that's a big that's topic. A whole episode. That's a big topic. That's yeah. a huge topic. If you have to vacation from your life, <laughs> then it's true. Dot, dot, dot. I mean, I used to. I think we probably all have used to. Like, yeah. We all had that. Like vacation in our heads is like escape. All right. We're not going to go there, but you guys get the point. <laughs> Stop trying to to bring it up. We're not going going there today. (laughs) You tell me I can't bring it up. I want to bring it up. (laughs) I know. Um, So before I go into um, setting or mentioning our homework that we are going to be starting to set for our beautiful listener, um, what would be a final take home point from like your kind of travels? Actually, let's do... I want you to name one thing, one mindset thing and one habit that you notice changes when you go away on 
holiday. Marcy, I know that we had a, there was a conversation around this when we were when you were here about a couple of things that you noticed that you'd started doing, but you only do it when you travel. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Refresh, please. You were saying you started chewing gum more. Oh, yeah. You started drinking, you had a few more Diet Cokes maybe then, which was just super interesting to notice that like stuff that we, we just don't really do at home. All of yeah, well, so it, it's interesting because starting in college, I basically lived off of sugar-free gum and Diet Coke. I would chew two packs of sugar-free gum a day. Um, part of that was like, it was a nervous habit. So I did it for two reasons. One was because I was so restricted for my diet that it was like the way I would manage my hunger and curb my cravings. And then also I would sit there cause I'm kind of a procrastinator and I'm a perfectionist. So I would get so stressed out when I would sit down to actually work on a project or write a paper that I would just like neurotically chew gum to relieve the stress. Um, and then I, I felt like I always needed to have gum. It was like my security in a way in case I got hungry. Oh, at least I have gum to chew. Um, and I would do that on vacation too, especially if I was on a plane. So I went a while where I just completely cut it out altogether. I stopped drinking Diet Coke altogether. And then I noticed kind of recently that those habits started to come back when I was traveling. And I don't really know why. Yeah, it's kind of a weird mindset. Like I don't need it when I'm at home, but when I'm traveling, I, it, I let myself do it. I wonder if it's a kind of comfort thing in some way, because you, you mentioned you mentioned then, but it just goes to prove the point. And for anyone, for anyone listening, that it's important to be even more self-aware when you are aware at the things that could be changing without you even kind of realizing. It's actually just super interesting to see what does shift when you're out of your own comfort zone type thing or out of your own familiar surroundings. Mm -hmm. Samantha. <laughs> Samantha. Um, I think for me that, well, I'll just use a slash trip as an example. Um, the thing I noticed the most was I was so present when I travel and when I'm on planes or buses or just walking, I'm like not on my phone. And it's amazing. <laughs> so amazing because in regular life, quote unquote, like at least when I'm home, I'm on my phone a lot for work, you know, like, and for pleasure. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you I don't scroll, but I do so much like stupid shit on my phone during the day. And I'm like, wow, I could be out in the world exploring or like watching trees blow in the wind. Like I'd probably gain some wisdom if I just sat out there, you know, but no, I'm on my phone. And I think the trip kind of taught me to go find those moments mm -hmm. um, here. Like they happen everywhere. Right. But we always say like, Oh, like, we can do that when we're away. It's like, no, I can do that here. So I think being back here, I've made the conscious effort to do that more. Um, and I've started putting like restrictions on my phone, like downtime, there's like screen time things. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm not on my phone after nine. 
And it's like so nice because nothing is going to be happening that I need to respond to. Like no one's dying. And if they are, they can <laughs> call me. Um, <laughs> get out of my so, face. Thank yeah. You. Oh, <laughs> so good. And, yeah. Just enjoying life more. Like I think, yeah. I think I was just like stressing myself out so much. And I think being away is like a reminder of like, no, like you actually set yourself up for a life you love and enjoy. So why are you stressed, man? Yeah. Chill the fuck out. So now yeah. I'm just chilling. I'm trying to. Chilling, man. And Kim, what would you say things that change? Okay. So one habit that I follow on vacation that I think um, has changed um, is eating protein and veggies every day. It's a non-negotiable. Veggies taste good on vacation, right? You can you can have a salad with your amazing with your amazing pasta or your amazing burger, right? They mm-hmm. it can taste good with it. So veggies and protein every day, um, and then more of like a mental thing is remembering that like vacations can be a big part of it. Can be about food, but it's not the whole point. Like there's so much more to vacationing than eating and drinking, and it can be a small portion of it. There's so much more to experience, yeah. and not making it all be about the food and the drinking. Yeah, I love that. Um, for me, I know last time I was in Boston uh, a few months back, I was up until that point, I'd really struggled with keeping any of my normal morning routine um, on the road. But actually, um, the time that I was in Boston, I managed to keep my morning routine going. So that was a big win. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Um, there's always been this really weird like it was almost that mindset of okay I'm on holiday I don't need to do this now which is just like rubbish because actually you know you still need you still need all of the stuff that you need at home to keep you sane um you probably need it more when yeah, you're traveling no, actually 100%, to keep you 100% 100% um so that was that was a really kind of big getting over a big min- m- mental resistance for me um and I'm obviously traveling again on Thursday so I have every faith that I will be uh still blossoming in my morning routine um going <laughs> going going forward um but we actually have um something exciting to share with you our beautiful listener um in that we are starting a decade of strength facebook group um and within the group on each of the episodes we're going to be setting you um little homework tasks that we want you to complete and then post in the facebook group so that we can all learn from each other and really start to like form the community and support each other and know that none of none of us are alone that all of the struggles that you have we have um and we can just be there to lift each other up so I think for the first homework um, assignment, which is going to be based around um, the traveling theme, um, I'm going to get you to, you're going to um, basically write down some boundaries and plans for a fictitious trip that you're going to be taking. Um, I will write out and, um, or we will write out and post full details of what needs to happen and the structure of it in the Facebook group for you. And then you can just get involved and post it in there. And then we can go in, read and see how amazing you all are and see how well you've listened to what we've been saying on the podcast as well. It's not a test, I promise. (laughs) 
<laughs> we can also share ours too for yeah. inspiration. Yeah. Um, Cause we all have to go through the same thing you guys are. We just have done it more times probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then you can go through, that'd be really cool. Cause you'll be able to go through, read what other people have written and take an inspiration from that and be like, Oh my God, that's such a good idea. So mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. I love it. Then you can really enjoy your trips. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what it's all about. Travel's meant to be fun. Um, So is life, man. So chill. Chill. Life is meant to be enjoyed. (laughs) Chill out. Chill out. Ladies, as always, it has been an absolute pleasure to sit and look at you all. Sorry, listeners, you don't get to see how beautiful they all look today. We all look fabulous. (laughs) Radiant. Um, So... We hope you have enjoyed this um, episode. We have loved being here talking to you and we shall catch you next time. Oh, and details of how to join the Facebook group will be in the show notes. I say goodbye for now. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious, and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review, and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.